issues. Um, this is my first time having a guest, so I really appreciate you uh, being very accommodating. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you for having me on. And I very much appreciate uh, the opportunity to be able to come on here and tell my story. Um, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be awesome. And I'm excited to talk to you about it. Yeah, thank you so much. So, yeah. So my audience, um, I'll, I'll introduce you briefly. So Zach is, uh, you know, one of my Facebook friends. We actually came across each other pretty randomly i think um it was kind of like meant to be you know i guess we had yeah. mutual friends and we we, we kind of liked the same pages so we started talking and you know i talked to him about my startup and he talked to me about his you know goals um and and also you know athletic career um and stuff like that but i'll let him introduce himself fully um and then we'll go from there so zach you could tell us anything about you um, and, and what you want to talk about. This is really free-flowing. Um, it's really up to you. Sure, man. Um, so I'm just a kid from Miami, and uh, my ultimate goal is to be career-wise a NASCAR driver, and I do some racing right now, and um, I've uh, been uh, active in – I did the NASCAR recruitment program in 2019 for the 2020 NASCAR Euro Series season, um, which has been kind of, uh, you know – as with COVID kind of shot, kind of shot. So um, I'm looking hopefully to start that next year, but uh, there's a lot more to me than just being a driver. And um, this, this current podcast, um, you know, far from ordinary is I want to talk about uh, my fitness journey and uh, you know, how I've gotten to where I'm at, um, what my current state is now and where I want to go in the future. Um, So, yeah, like I said, thank you for having me on. And I mean, I look forward to getting into it. Yeah, of course. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's very difficult now for everyone because I, I feel like everyone's plans, you know, whether that be professional or personal, have kind of just stopped, right? Um, right. I personally have, you know, family around the world and, you know, we haven't been able to see them. We had plans to go see my family and everything has just put, been put to halt for probably a while, right? It's already almost been five months, probably going to be another three to four months. Um, you don't know. So it's, it's very up in the air. And I think a lot of times um, us, in, as, us as human beings, when we don't really know what to expect, we kind of get scared. And a, a lot of times people have, you know, mental issues and a lot of people, time, a lot of times people, you know, become very unproductive. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. it's very easy to get down on yourself because, you know, you, you don't feel productive or you don't feel like you're working for anything. And you don't, you know, for me, right. I had a, you know, for a while I was kind of like, okay with it, you know, with the whole COVID situation of right. being quarantined and stuff. Right. Um, I kind of accepted it, but like at some point I started saying to myself, like I had nothing to look forward to, you know, I right. just graduated university. Um, and you know, usually you look forward to the following semester and now there's nothing really to look forward to, you know? So I want to kind of hear how you kind of dealt with that because obviously you said, you know, your, your NASCAR aspirations kind of have been put to a halt. I'm right. kind of wondering like what your mental state is now with everything going on. Well, I mean, you know, everyone's going through a hard time and uh, I mean, I'll be transparent. It's like when I was uh, before this whole thing happened, um, I just had so many plans and so much, so much, um, so many events that I wanted to do, uh, I guess around March um, I was just planning on doing so much and, uh, you know, I was able to go to the gym at, at college. I was able to uh, run. I was able to, um, pretty much I had the whole world in front of me. 
and you know the NASCAR aspirations coming to a halt for this season. Um, that you know it's going to have to take a rest for the season. But you know I I have my eye on 2021, and you know hopefully you know I, I mean I hope the world will get better to a point where I can compete in 2021. Um, but you know ultimately it's kind of up in the air. But um, yeah, the mental state it's just I think we're all in the same boat where we want to just get back to having things we can look forward to and having like places we can go because all of us are kind of in uh kind of a limbo and I know you know exactly how that feels and um I know we're like really excited to get back to normal yeah I couldn't agree more and I think you know the the, the key thing is to use this time to your advantage right use it to grow mentally and even physically um, because you're not really going to get this moment in your life again where everything kind of stopped you know there was a discussion about like you know time never stops we can't control time but in a sense like now we can control time because you know nothing is really changing right everything's really at a halt or 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 the majority of things are at a halt so like how can we look at the positive side of things and i think you know it's it's definitely difficult right but i think the people who look at the positive side of things in, in in dark situations usually come out stronger right than those who who always look at the negative. So I think, I mean, I, I could tell by your attitude and your posts that you have a similar perspective to me where like, Absolutely. yeah, even though, even though everything, you know, shit has kind of hit the fan, right? I could still control my own life to a degree, you know? Um, now I have a question. So I, I, I may have misread this, but is it true that you had Corona? Uh, yeah, and that's actually going to be part of my story. Um, and it's something that, to be honest with you, um, I'm not fully recovered. I, I mean, I tested negative from it, but it's hit me. Even though I'm a strong, a strong kid, a strong guy, um, it's had more of an effect on me than anyone I know who's had it. Um, and I'm still, you know, going through that. And that's something that I'll discuss later in the podcast and how it's affecting my fitness. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's true. I had it and, uh, it's, you know, it's not fun. Um, but I'm kind of glad I got it over with because it's going to be, it's going to be good to just not have to worry about it. Um, even though like I'm, I'm going to be going on vacation in the next couple of days. So I'm going to have to get tested in order to visit my girlfriend's family. Cause you know, who knows if you can get it again, but you know, I'm pretty certain that um, I probably don't have it right now active, but my body definitely is still recovering. I'm not at a hundred percent, but I'm, I'm trying to push through that anyway. That's good to hear, man. That's good to hear that you're pushing through and everything's going to be okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I've heard some horror stories from that. So yeah, man, it's, it's definitely scary. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what, what topic do you want to talk about? Do you want, do you want to go into anything, you know, your racing or, or your fit? Um, I know you, you, interesting fitness journey uh you could talk about either one um well happy to, yeah well yeah i mean definitely uh you know i think uh i think this episode i definitely want to focus on on uh, the fitness aspect i have a big story to tell and um you know uh when i come back on here uh i'd like to talk about my racing but you know uh i just want to take uh you know this time and kind of tell you my story and tell you you know where i came from um what i was feeling like uh, and where, where I got to where I'm at now and where I want to be. Um, so I'll just get right into it. Um, so basically, uh, I'll give you my background in fitness. Um, I'm just going to run through kind of my life's history, right? So, uh, you know, I was growing up, 
I was never really fast. I mean, I'd like to run. I like to play kickball. I like to play basketball. And I was really skilled on the basketball court. But um, I was never really like the tallest or the fastest. And I kind of got quickly eclipsed by people um, because I just didn't have the genetics to be like, um, you know, I, I was just a short guy on the basketball court. So by the time it came to middle school already, I was already, you know, way shorter than everyone. And, you know, that kind of discouraged me, but, you know, that's in the past. And then in high school, I mean, in middle school, um, you know, I played, you know, flag football and, uh, you know, never really did any, you know, I saw people doing cross country and track and field, but I never wanted to do any of that. So um, then in high school, uh, it kind of got to a point where I wanted to play, you know, football, but I still wanted to do racing. And, you know, racing was a thing that my mom didn't want to let me do because it was too expensive. But ultimately, you know, I was trying to play football and trying to keep on playing basketball but my mom ultimately uh let me start racing so uh basically through um high school i never got to i never ran i just i was just like doing racing um so that kind of uh brings me to college and um that's when i kind of started doing fitness probably more of a in like a vain way to try to uh you know get better looking, you know, and, and, and gain muscle and stuff. So, you know, I got in really good shape, um, and, you know, good muscles and like feeling good, but I never did cardio. So that kind of brings me to my history with running because I'm about to get into a huge story here, um, with running. So, sir. Yeah, go ahead. Can you hear me? Hello? Sorry, Zach. I think you cut off for a little bit. Okay. Where, where did I leave off? You said you were talking about your running journey. Yeah, yeah. So um, can you hear me fine now? Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, it might be because my phone kind of uh, closed out. But uh, yeah, I'll get back to that. So um, yeah, my, my running journey, um, you know, this kind of was uh, caused by like some a kind of tragic event in my life. Um, but yeah, so basically I was in shape. I didn't do cardio and, um, I'd only run really a handful of times in my life. Um, probably, you know, I I wrote down like what I did. I did a couple five K's in my life. Um, and I did a five K in 2018. And basically what happened with, with that five K was I, it was in Coral Gables and I ran like I, I hadn't been doing any of this running stuff. So I shot, I started the 5k and I literally started in first place for about the first hundred yards. And by the end of the first mile, I was so shot that I had to walk the rest of the two miles. So you can see that really, like I didn't have like good experience running and you still finished it. Right. That's, that's the most important part. Yeah. This was in 2018 though. This was before like my whole fitness, my real fitness journey, like took off. Um, and then I did one four or five mile run with my friend that was just a one-off um and then i did about one week of running in high school and then i did also in 2018 some two mile runs and those two mile runs were when i discovered david goggins and i started to listen to his podcast and you know try to start finding more in my life um yeah but you know i just want to give it i just want to give a little bit of snippet about who david goggins is if you don't mind Um, yeah go ahead 
So yeah, so David Goggins, guys, he, he's a he's a great he's a great inspirational speaker. Um, and Zach, you can add anything that I missed. Yeah. What's his book? What's the book name again? I, I, can't I, hurt me. Can't, can't hurt, hurt me. me. Okay, yeah, can't hurt me. So yeah, he was a Navy SEAL, um, who you know, obviously, and becoming a Navy SEAL is just a crazy experience. And you know, it's like I think ninety nine percent of people don't make it, and that one percent or even smaller makes it. Right. Uh, but he started, you know, very unfit, right? Very unhealthy, overweight. Right. You could see a picture of him before and after if you look it on Google. Right. And right now he's just like talking about like how. You know, no one can, no, nothing can hurt me because, you know, I control my perception and I could, I could push through, um, you know, I, I'm in control of my life. Um, and yeah, if you want to add anything, I mean, he, he, I love that book. Um, I highly recommend uh, reading that book. I highly recommend it. And it's exactly what I want to be because, you know, I came, I came from a place where I was a guy who in high school, just like David Goggins lied all the time, you know, did things. So people were my friend and now I'm actually trying to, you know, do things that, you know, instead of just, you know, saying I'm in shape or whatever, even though I didn't do anything, I'm actually, you know, trying to start doing the things that I need to do to actually become like improve as a person. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I started listening to David Goggins and, you know, if anyone is hearing this right now and you don't know who he is, write it down because uh, if you feel low or anything about yourself, this is going to be something that can give you the boost you need to uh, improve yourself. But I did. Yeah, some- I mean, I, th- I think a really big thing, and he also pushes, and I think you agree with, is that you know you want to be a beast when no one's looking, right? right. You want to be in the in the shadows doing your hardest work. Um, right. You know, when you're when no one's watching, that's when you're supposed to you know be at your best. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that's a great great person to look up to and, and talk about. And he, and he's listen, he's not. I think another thing to say, he's not like sweet. Like he won't no. be sweet. You know. No. He's very honest. Um, and he says, like, you know, if you give up, like, I mean, I read a story. I read this story about him running the marathon. Right. And he's like, he broke, like, I think 10 bones while he was running. Right. Um, he like almost died running. Yeah. I, don't know, I, 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 for, I forgot how long it is. I think it was like for like 24 hours or some crazy, crazy um, challenge or something. But uh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, I started listening to him and then started using that as fuel for motivating me in racing and school. But anyway, that was, you know, 2018 and then 2019 uh, came and I was in my junior year of high school. I mean, sorry, junior year of college. And I finished out my college uh, junior year and I started working at a lumber uh, store um, and everything was going great. I was feeling great, but this is kind of where my life changed in, in a, from one, from one instant to another. So this is kind of like, for me, I look at it as the separation of like old Zach to new Zach um, and like what I actually want to do with my life and who I want to be. So after work one day, uh, I went over to the Coral Gables Youth Center and I was playing basketball and we were just playing a little two on two game. And like I said, from there, my life changed in an instant because I got a horrible eye injury playing. It was probably the most painful thing I ever had. And I got basically a finger stuck all the way in my eye and I had to get a three hour surgery, um, followed by two other surgeries, um, that were two months later. And basically for those, for the two or three months after, you know, that, this was the summer 2019, my summer 2019 for two months, they said I couldn't lift anything 
heavier than a gallon of milk. So obviously I got stir crazy. I got depressed. I got all these things. And um, being in that kind of space, when you're never in that space before, it gives you a a different perspective on what you want to do at the end of your life and what you want to look back and say you did. So I hadn't listened to Goggins in probably like six months, but you know, once I got kind of cleared to like start doing things by my doctor, I got my tubes out of my eye. Um, I decided that I was going to, I was just going to say, fuck it and just start going and just start going for the things I wanted and start doing the things that I need to do to, to feel better about myself and just push my limits. And so that started me on one of the biggest journeys that continues today. And, um, the way I started was, you know, I was with my girlfriend and just really depressed and really feeling down on on myself because I hadn't really done anything in two months. And I decided to try and get two pushups in. Um, and those two pushups were some of the hardest pushups that I've ever done in my life because my arms were like noodles after two months of not doing anything. Because yeah. by the way, with your eye like that, if you do anything, you feel the pressure build and your eye could literally pop at any moment yep. after yep. those surgeries. Um, so I did those two pushups. And then the next day, I think, I mean, maybe two days later, uh, we came back from dinner and I said, babe, I want to do 200 pushups. And I remember her, we sat down, we were watching a documentary on like, I don't even know, some documentary. And I ended up doing 200 pushups there. So I kept trying to build and build and build. And eventually I had to go back to school. And this is when, you know, things really started picking up. So when I got back to school in late August, um, you know, that it, it wasn't just like a, like a steady rise to the top or anything like that. It's, you know, there's mental blocks, there's things you have to get through. There's all this stuff. So one day I decided um, I want to do even like I hadn't run. I did. I was doing pushups and that's it. But I still hadn't like forced myself to actually go out and run, which is something that you need to do in order to be in shape. You can't just you can't just pump up your muscles because you won't be able to move. Um, so I decided I'm going to go out and run 10 miles. And I going from zero to 10 basically seemed like impossible, but it seemed like the thing that I had to do. So I went to my college, um, I went to my college track. It's up in FSU. It's like a 10th of a mile track. And I said, I'm going to do a hundred laps. And I ended up getting 80 laps. Um, and that was really the start of this thing because me getting to 80 laps, which took me over an hour, was one of the most painful things I had to do. I did it in five-year-old basketball shoes. And me getting to eight miles really showed me at that point that who I am on the inside of my brain is not the person that's on the outside of my body. And it really showed me that what the potential I have inside me is so much more, it's infinitely more than the effort that I've been putting in for every other moment of my life. So I did the 80 laps and I actually failed. And I put, I put a high goal to do a hundred laps, but I failed at 80. But if you put that high goal and you end up failing and doing 80 lap and doing 80% of what you did, that's infinitely more than I've ever done. Yeah. So, all right. I regrouped. I got back to my house 
my legs hurt, my feet hurt. I'd never felt anything like it. And I said, all right, um, I'm done. Basically, I'm broken Like for these next, however, two days, three days. But then I had that voice come back to me three days later and say, Zach, you have to go at this again. You have to go get 100 laps. So I went back to the track. Um, it was around 7.30 p.m., I remember, because I procrastinated. Um, and so I went back. I started running. I started running. And the gym closes at 9. So by 8, by like 8, by 8.45, I realized there's no way I'm getting to 100 laps. Mm-hmm. So I basically said, I'm going to try to break my record. And I just kept running. I kept running. And by 8.55, uh, I had this lady trying to pull me off the track, but I was at like 75 laps. And so every lap I kept saying one more and then one more. And by like lap 78 or 79, she was literally like trying to follow me, like to get me off the track. And I'm like, no, I'm not stopping until I get 81. So anyway, I got, to, I got to 81, um, equally painful. This thing was like crazy run. Um, so yeah, I broke that record and, um, I just kept going, kept going. And then Leading up into September, um, I basically was popping 10Ks and 5Ks like they were Skittles. Um, just run, just literally devouring 10Ks, going on 5Ks, listening to the ebook, can't hurt me. Um, just getting in a shape that I've never been. I've never been a runner. My body's not built for running at all. It's, it's not like this is not who I am like who or who I was. And I wanted to invent myself as a runner. And do something that no one has told me I could do before. Like no one ever said I was fast. No one ever said I could run. So I wanted to make it happen. Um, so yeah, September, it was, you know, crazy. I, I want to kind of give you more detail in September, but unfortunately um, my Strava account kind of, I think I'd started a new one in October. Yeah. So it, I think, I think, I think, you know, your story is really motivational. And I mean, I, I think what, you know, we should take from this, especially is that, um, you know, I, I think human beings a lot of times do things like, you know, work out and, you know, set fitness goals or health goals, not necessarily because I think they're going to be the next, you know, Usain Bolt or, you know, Michael Jordan or Michael Phelps, right? You know, I'm just saying some random athletes, but, you know, they do it because they want to prove themselves mentally. They don't want to just do it only physically, right? Because, you know, obviously physical health is great, but I think the mental... It's big mental. The mental, yeah, the mental might to do that is really big, right? To to push yourself to do that. Um, and I think that's what David Goggins also does. I mean, I think he's fit, yeah. right? And I, and I think he's extremely fit in general, but I don't know if, if he, like, is doing... I think, you know what I mean? I think he's doing it mainly because he, he wants to prove himself mentally. Um but yeah, I mean, I personally, right, have a eye disease. I don't know if you know this about me, but I can't see my left eye um, because my retina detached there and I have very poor vision in my right eye. So, and I've had to deal with this my whole life. So I know how it is, you know, not being able to see um, in one eye and, you know, not, not being able to work out for a good amount of time due to surgery and eye surgery, extremely painful. Um, I didn't get into fitness until maybe I was like 18. Right. And then I started really getting into fitness at 20 and now, you know, I'm 22. Um, but I, I really, what I did when I was, you know, 
I, I don't know about you, but did you have to like lie down for a certain amount of time? You mean like, after the after the runs? After the surgery. Oh, um, man, that was just such a period that I'm trying to forget. I mean, yeah, you had it was you couldn't really do like I couldn't even like walk around for like a couple weeks because um, even like walking would cause pressure to build in my eye, which I'm sure you know what that feels like. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I remember like having to lie down for like two weeks straight yeah, um, and really not being able to do anything. Right. And my dad, you know, turned on um, what's it called? The, he put audio books on, right. He put audio yeah. books on for me to listen. And that, and that kind of changed my life because I never used to really be a big reader. And the, one of the reasons being was because I just wasn't like my eyes hurt when I did it. Right. Like it yeah. just gave me, it was painful. Right. Um, but now, you know, doing, you know, audiobooks and stuff, it, it kind of changes the game. And, and I think that, um, you know, you, you know, what's it called? Sorry. College is great in a lot of aspects. Yeah, but they don't teach you on what actually happens in life. A lot of times they teach you right. about like what should happen, you know, like theory and stuff like that. But you, what you really want to be doing is really reading from the people who, you know, yes, is where you want to be. Right. You want to be similar to David Goggins or you want to be similar to a, a famous NASCAR driver. Then you have to read their story and see what they did, what what skills do they garner over time. Um, and I think the person who I am today, which is far from perfect, right, um, is mainly made up of the, the, the books I've read and the individuals I've heard speak. Um, so I think that's such an important thing. Uh, and I'm, I'm just wondering, do you, do you like to read books? Like, or, or, or do you just like, how, how do you keep that mental strength when, you know, doing these fitness journeys and stuff like that? Like, how, what's your inspiration? My inspiration is almost a hundred percent from David Goggins. Cause I never thought you could, you could do something like this with your life. I never, I just never even thought that you could do this. And, you know, like what you said, you know, he's not Michael Phelps. He's not uh, Michael Jordan, but he's not the fastest runner, but he's the guy that will be out there and he'll be the last man standing. If you say you guys go, go run, a hundred miles, go run a thousand miles. He'll, he'll, he'll be out there until he drops dead. Yeah. And that's the kind of mindset that I want to develop. I'm not there yet. Um, and it's, you know, hard to be there. Uh, excuse me. Let me let my uh, dog out real quick. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not there yet. Um, I really want to be there and, you know, you can't just want it, but you got to work after it. Yeah. Um, I mean, and- I think it's, I, I think it's also a journey, right? I think it's something that, you know, every single day you, you need to improve yourself in some way. Right. Like, and that's one of the reasons why I, you know, I, I created Weagle, which I know you're very interested in. Right. Um, it's because a lot of times, you know, we don't think we're productive or we don't think we're gaining um, any traction in our goals because we don't see, you know, the results now, you know what I mean? Like, for example, like you, you, I, I, I don't know. I feel a lot of times that I'm not, being productive because I don't see the results in the mirror. I don't see the results in my life, you know, even in my bank account or in, you know, you know what I mean? Like right. for, 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 in your perspective, I feel like it would be like, Oh yeah, you're not a NASCAR driver yet. Right. But yeah, it's a journey. It's not, it's Absolutely. not a race. Well, um, yeah. And, and some people, when you're looking at uh, progress and you're looking at, you know, your journey, um, a lot of people make the mistake of comparing themselves to other people. But if you're doing a journey, if you're doing something, 
you know, if it's fitness or, or whatever, you look at yourself in the mirror and you compare yourself to, to who you were because you can't, you can't be someone else. You can't do what someone else is doing. You're not that person. So it does you no good to compare yourself to different people. And exactly. if you, if you say, you know, there's, especially in my, in my sport, there's people who um, have a team. There's people who have it easy. There's people who get, uh, have parents that have crazy amounts of money that allow them to race. But, you know, with me, I get, I, I'm, my whole thing is pretty much just me and I have no financial backing. That's what I'm looking for. But, you know, but um, it's my journey and I'll make it happen, but it's, you know, it's not going to be as easy as some other people, but when things aren't easy, that's what makes them actually worth doing. And that's what makes them sweeter. And that's what makes you um, appreciate at the end of the day. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I think it's such an important thing to do. And I, I think one thing that, you know, we forget in our lives. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I think we go, you know, for me personally, such a big deal is because, you know, a lot of times we only think about ourselves, right? We think about, you know, how can I make the most money? Um, how can I be the fittest person? How can I be the most successful person, right? With the most fame and the most fortune, right? And that's all good, right? That, that no one's saying that those aspirations aren't good, right? You want that six pack, you want that billion dollar company, you want to be known. That's great, right? We want, everyone should be successful, right? You should be on the journey to success. But I think, something that makes me really happy and you know i guess everyone's different i'm just curious if this makes you happy is when i impact someone right so for example like this podcast wasn't really made for me like i talk a, a lot in the podcast but i really wanted to showcase other individuals and give them the light because i think so many times you know human beings the two things they they really love in life right uh, and i and i mean if you think about this it's so true is when they call when they when they hear their name right yeah when they hear their name um and when they are praised and if you can give those two things to individuals your life will be you'll be surrounded by a lot more people and your life i think will be a lot more positive i agree um so what i do when we're not when not when i'm trying to do things in life now from now on really i'm trying to look at like how am i impacting others right because in the end of the in, in the end of the day right we all end up in the same place right there, there's an end to this but what hat what what really stays is the memory of that individual right you know take an author for example right that book is made to make money for them but really what it's doing is it, it's impacting a lot of people's lives right like david goggins and stuff yeah. like that. so my question is like do you have that same feeling and if so how do you see, seek um to impact people I basically, I know that people around me, um, you know, not just my family, but I just know that people have a tendency to want to quit. And it's just natural because, you know, if you if you have challenges in life and life isn't easy, you have a tendency to want to quit. And my thing is, you can get to a low point, but you just never let yourself give up. And you always set goals for where you want to be and try to motivate those around you so that that's that's my philosophy is just to keep to keep you know no matter how you know bleak things get especially like during this pandemic for example where no one can really go anywhere you still have to hold on to that feeling and that voice inside you that propels you forward and for me you know 
propelled me to do things that, you know, that I'll, I'll, I'll talk about, but it's just, you have, you have to hold on to that. There's, you know, there's like Goggin says, there's two voices in you. There's one that says give up and there's one that says, go, go grow and go do the things that, that help you grow. So that's what I've, you know, I'm trying to, as much as I can listen to that voice that, you know, propels me forward instead of, you know, holds me back. Yeah. I mean, I think another, you know, really cool thing, you know, with social media nowadays um, is that, you know, we have an opportunity to share our journey, right? Because, you know, a lot of times people think, for example, with startups and even, you know, sports, they think it happens overnight, right? They think it's like, oh, this, this guy or this, this girl just pops out of nowhere and they're a star, right? They, ha- they sell their company for a billion dollars, but they right. don't really know what goes into it. No, you don't so, see the journey. Exactly. So like what I really do, and a lot of times people, I get a lot of like, like questioning, like questions like, why are you doing that? Why do you post so much on Facebook? Why do you post so much on Instagram? It's not to make myself feel better, but I'm trying to show my journey because like I personally have failed a lot and I, I'll probably will fail a lot in the future. Yeah. But, you know, I want to showcase that. I want to show that, you know, it's not all pretty. It's going to, there's going to be some shit days there's going to be some days that you want to give up there's going to be some yep. days that people are say that you're never going to be able to do something right um where everything is literally going against you and it, it's a it's a very horrible feeling right but the key is as you said just to keep on pushing right, right. push it all aside and control your own perception um and i think you know you have faced this as you described and i'm sure Unfortunately, we'll face this, you know, down the road. It's, it's, you know, life is great, but there's sometimes not pretty um, situations. But I think we have to be prepared as human beings to face those, you know, not so pretty situations and, you know, allow us to also cherish the moments that really do work out. Um, if, you, if you can face, if you can face failure and admit it and be, I mean, it's important to be, like if you're if you're telling people about the good things that happen in your life, it's important to also be open and transparent about the failures, because if you're failing at something, that means you, that you set a goal for yourself, and there's 99% of the people aren't setting any goals for themselves and are comfortable being ordinary. And you know, like right. I've been listening to your podcast, being far from ordinary requires you to set goals that are not ordinary. So if you set goals like that for yourself which, you know, I want to talk about these crazy goals that I just did this year. Um, If you set goals like that for yourself and you fail, you've done more, just like I did with the eight-mile run. So, um, you know, like I was talking about with the runs and my journey to getting back in shape after the eye injury, you know, I started the runs and uh, I started basically doing – being absolutely relentless and just uh, basically from October to January – in those four months leading up to my two ultra marathon runs that, you know, I look forward to continuing from October to January, there wasn't a single month where I ran less than a hundred miles. So basically, um, from October, um, there was a, a moment where, you know, I was just doing and doing and doing, and I wanted to, I was doing basically three mile to 10 mile runs, which were things that weren't in my arsenal before. But uh, one night there was a tropical storm. I remember um, October 24th and there was a tropical storm outside because I live in Florida and I decided, you know what? I want, I have this, this voice in my head that's telling me 
I don't care if there's, there's rain outside, it's 10 PM and you haven't done anything all day. So basically what I did was in the rain, I went out and I ran my first half marathon, um, alone. I didn't post it on Strava. I didn't post it on Facebook. I only told maybe one or two people about it, but I went out there in the rain and I ran 52 straight laps without stopping. I don't know what time I ran it in, but um, I did my first half marathon and I just kept going. Um, the next day um, I ran again. The next day I ran again, um, even though my legs hurt. And then into November um, when I was, when I went to France to do the NASCAR recruitment program um, right before I left, I did five miles right before hitting the airport to France. Um, when I got to France and I was literally roaming the whole country, I was running in between train platforms and anything just to get prepared to drive the NASCAR. And then the morning of the NASCAR recruitment program, I did an eight mile run before doing it. And then, you know, got back home and, you know, basically from November to December was me trying to plan out what I wanted to do with this fitness journey. And from November to December, um, I did a 10 mile, I'll just kind of rattle off some things I did. I did a 10 mile run with a 50 pound weight on my back through the hills and a sauna suit on. I did 32 miles in one day, um, 16 on the bike and 16 running. Um, that was in January 8th. Um, I did a 11 and a half mile mud run through the hills um, on my birthday. I did a six and a half mile mud run through the hills on my birthday. I did countless seven to eight mile runs. And that was all in preparation because I signed up to do an ultra marathon, which was a 34 mile run. Um, that was on January um, like 15th. So that all these like training runs led me up to this ultra marathon that was basically a 34 mile run around a military base. So we ran around a military base seven times. Wow. And, um, so yeah, I ended up doing that. Um, that was probably one of the hardest, that was the second hardest thing I've ever done. Um, and so I did the ultra marathon. I ran 34 miles in seven hours and 23 minutes. Um, and that was literally like, like who does that? Like you don't just go out and do that after not, you know, Anyway, so, um, I yeah, no, I mean, from- I, that's, that's an amazing, amazing story. You know, I, as I said, like what I see in you is that you don't care who's watching. You care if you're, you yourself are watching, right? Like you challenge yourself. And I, and I think that's the most yeah. important thing to really get down at a very young age, because yeah. if you don't, and, and I, I personally have had issues with that, right. Where I don't get that validation or I don't get that attention. I feel bad and I don't feel like I'm going to do it. But, you know, it's a journey to get better at that, right? That the, the kind of road to perfection. Um, yeah. The key, you know, is really believing in yourself in the start and also really appreciating every single person who joins your line of support, right? Um, you right, know, yeah. For Absolutely example, like everyone. I have, I have, this is, I think this is going to be like my fifth podcast, podcast episode. I have 32 listens in total, right? Right. So yeah. That's that's nothing, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things. But that means so much to me because think about like people are actually listening to my words. Right. Um, and with your racing, like when people watch you or people even like on your Facebook, they are recognizing you. And it's just an amazing feeling. So you have to cherish every single person who really supports you. And I think sometimes we forget that. Right. We forget that, you know, we take it for granted a lot of times. 
yeah, it's not about the feeling that you get from other people looking at you. It's about the feeling that you get from doing things that you set goals for yourself. So you can post on Facebook something random and, you know, something that is meant to get, you know, a lot of likes. Or you can post something that actually took you hundreds of hours and you get three likes. But at the end of the day, it's not about that. It's about you actually becoming fulfilled and doing what you need to do um, to feel that way. So yeah, after that run, the next day after I ran 34 miles, the next day I went to the beach with my girlfriend and I ran two miles, two and a half miles on the beach. Um, The day after that, I ran again. Um, And basically I said, you know what? I want to do more. So I signed up to do a 67 mile run, um, which uh, was only six. I only had six weeks from the day that I did that 34 mile run to prepare. And so what I did was I wanted to kind of intersect racing and, and running. And I raised $750 for underprivileged kids to come out and race, Amazing. Um, which they still haven't done because of the, of the pandemic. Um, but I still have the money waiting and ready to go. So I ended up, um, before that ultra marathon, um, I did, like I said, the, I called it dozens of miles for dozens of smiles. Um, wow, wow. and so to prepare for that ultra marathon, I ran seven miles a day for seven days straight. Um, even though I was racing, um, I raced on the sixth day and I still went out there and ran seven miles. And then the, the second ultra marathon I did, basically that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And I didn't even finish it. So I went out there with, um, some track shoes that I didn't, I didn't know. I did. I'm just, I'm, I, I do things a lot and I don't really think I just want to do. Um, so I realized my shoes look totally different from everyone else. And that's cause I realized later they were made for a track and not for, uh, 40 foot climbs. Cause this ultra marathon wasn't flat. Like the first one, it was had 40 foot climbs where you needed to literally climb up things and go through 67 miles of that. So I ended up only getting to 28 miles. Um, and it took me about nine hours before I had to call it quits. My shoes just weren't right. And I, my knees were locked up and everything went wrong. Um, so yeah, I did that. And then the next day or that day I was doing pushups after that marathon. And I was, I felt fine. I just knew that I was risking injury with my shoes. Um, so I, I ended up quitting, um, ended up getting back the next day with my girlfriend again and running on the beach. Um, and then that kind of led me to the next big challenge, which was my 5k challenge, which you didn't know me when I started, this was probably about three or four months ago. Um, and what I did was I, maybe two weeks after that ultra marathon, I challenged myself to do a 5k every day for 30 days. So I did that, um, which was one of the hardest experiences of my life as well, because there's days where you just don't want to do. Um, and then I, after that, um, my grandma passed away. So kind of a whole month I, I got, I spent in Miami just being with my family and, you know, um, grieving and came back to college and ended up catching coronavirus, um, which was again, another extremely hard experience. So like literally 2020 has been the ultra marathons, the 5k challenge, my grandma passing away, coronavirus, the pandemic, all this. So then after I started feeling better, I decided I wanted to do something else, which was called, which I named the 500k challenge. Yeah. I saw on, I saw on Facebook. And basically what that is, is 
me lifting 500,000 pounds over the course of a month. And, you know, that's like crazy. So I did it for seven days and I got sick again. I got all the symptoms of COVID again. And I lifted 116,000 pounds over seven days. Um, I also, and it also, I ran a mile each day in under eight minutes and did um, hundreds of push ups and pull ups. And I ended up getting sick again. Um, so I had to cut that short. And that kind of brings me to now where I'm still trying to get over that. And I, you know, made some dumb decisions like getting, trying to push myself too hard before I was actually fully recovered. So I'm kind of, I'm six weeks out of getting my COVID diagnosis and I still can't smell anything pretty much. Really? And yeah, yeah, really. And, um, I need more time to kind of, you know, rest before I start getting into this. But, you know, so that's, that's the, that's from where I was, as you've heard in this 45 minutes, I told you in 2018, I couldn't run a mile. I tried to run a mile and I couldn't, I had to walk the rest of the two miles to now. I, I, I did a 35 mile run. I did a 28 mile run and five K a five K for 30 days in a row. And I'm looking forward to doing more. And that really what I'm trying to tell you and for anyone that's listening is that you have this within you. You don't, this isn't something that you don't have within you. You just have to go and do it. So yeah, I, I have to, I have to recover now. And obviously, you know, you can't always be crushing it and you can't always be a hundred percent on top of your game, but I do have future plans um, of doing, you know, awesome things and I will get to them as soon as I can. Um, and some of the plans that I, that I have, I've listed here. I want to do within the next year or whenever we kind of open up, but I, I know I can do this alone once I feel better. Um, my next goals are to get into swimming, um, which is a big goal of mine. I want to start being a, a really strong swimmer. Um, I want to do a 50 mile run, a 50 mile ultra marathon, uh, maybe within the next year or two, do a hundred mile run. Um, I want to do a half Ironman, an Ironman and a hundred mile bike ride. So these are all like challenges I've set for myself. And, you know, to, when you have goals this big, it's easy to fail, but I know, I know that I'll, you know, do them because, um, you know, I just have that fire within me and I want to keep going. So, yeah, I can hear that, man. I can really hear that. And I think, you yeah. know, you're on a really great journey. And I think one thing to really take into account is that, you know, when, when I hear sports, you know, for example, running and, and even li like I'm a big lifter. I'm not really into running. I, I've never really gone to running. I like boxing, but I'm really big into lifting. I do like about an hour of lifting a day. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I eat really well, but I'm, I've never been a fan of running for some reason. Um, but, you know, when you do this kind of stuff, you know, just doing it is, is success, right? I, I think in society, you know, I'll talk about this more in my podcast, you know, you know hopefully you'll listen as well. Oh yeah, um, I will. Is, is that we decide what success is, right? Um, I, I don't think anyone else but ourselves decide what success is, right? Obviously, you know, there's certain levels of success. Um, you know, you know, getting making money, um, and you know, being being known and, and everything like that. But in the end of the day, if you believe you're successful and you you achieve something, even if no one's watching, if you're happy, if you're happy right. with yourself. That's what. That's the only thing that matters. Absolutely. Nothing else matters, um, because unfortunately, right, ninety-nine percent of the time, right, there's over seven billion people in this world. You're not going to be known. You're not going to be yeah. Charlie D'Amelio. You're not going to be the Kim Kardashian. 
You're not going to be the Michael Phelps. You're just not. It's, it's, just, it's just a way of life. But if you can impact people in your life, regardless how many people that is. Especially and, those close to you. Exactly. Exactly. If you can be an inspiration to them, right, and make a mark in life, who cares if millions of people see you or not, right? Um, you know, I, again, as I said, it's always great to get there because you have more of an audience. But in the end of the day, you can find happiness in so much because, you know, I talk about this in my other podcast, you yourself control your perception, right? When we're, you know, looking at a COVID situation and stuff like that, a lot of shit is bad, right? But you control if you're going to let that ruin your whole mentality, right? And I can hear in you, you've been through a lot, right? You've been through a lot. Um, I can hear it in your story and I can see it in your post. But what I can also see is your tenacity to just keep on pushing on and to look at the positive side and just keep a very, very positive mindset. And that's what's going to get you far. You know, um, I, I've never met really anyone in my life who is extremely successful and I look up to who is not extremely positive. Right. There's obviously going to always right. be those people who are just very negative And to be honest, sometimes assholes who just do really good at what they they're they're just really good at what they do um but you don't want to be those individuals you want to no. really be positive thinking and try your best to do so um so i really love your attitude man i really think you are really a true inspiration and i'm glad i we, you know we could set this up um but yeah i mean you know do you have any questions for me you know i i'd love to answer any questions you have for me you know we you know we haven't really spoke much we've spoken a lot on facebook and we see each other's posts but we, we haven't really spoken um, you know, vo like voice to voice. I just think everything you're saying about, um, you know, keeping the mindset, like you're saying of just keeping a positive and, you know, never, never talking bad about someone. And, you know, there's going to be people that kind of uh, rise to the top by pulling others down. And ultimately that success is going to be short lived and they're not people like that aren't going to be fulfilled in their life. So what you have to do is do the things that make you happy inside. And people are going to give you shit. People are going to give you shit, trust me, for you wanting to push yourself and wanting to make yourself uncomfortable. And people in your life, there's going to be people in your life that don't want you to do it. But you have to listen to the people in life. And there's few of them. And you're one of them. You're one of the guys that when I found on Facebook, when I, you know, we met, immediately I knew that you're one of the people that I value your opinion. I value what you say. I can see in what you say that you're one of the guys that values positivity. I can see I have, you know, a lot of friends that focus on negativity. And then I have, I mean, I mean, I have friends that actually that I respect their opinions. And I think that ultimately at the end of the day, the way to become fulfilled and the way to be actually happy is to keep trying to better yourself. Don't listen to the people that are trying to make you totally comfortable and that are trying to pull you down and try to make con like the best connection you can possible with the people who share your mentality, because at the end of the day, that's what sets you up for long-term success and a happy life. Yeah, man. I mean, I totally agree with that with you on that. And I think something to really be clear about is I wasn't born with this attitude, right? This attitude was not given to me. It was formed over time. And that's the beautiful thing. Anyone can have this attitude, right? When I was in high school and I was in middle school, I was, to be honest, a very weird and, you know, I wasn't, a, I wasn't a bad kid. I just was bouncing around friends and I just like never, 
I was different, right? I was always right. different. And I, and I am different now. I, I realize I am different from everyone else. And I think everyone is far from ordinary, right? Going back to what this podcast is about. Everyone is far from ordinary in their own way. Absolutely. Um, and that's a beautiful thing. But the thing is, I learned to embrace my difference, right? And use it to benefit myself and benefit other, right? others, right? Like, for example, I have ADHD. And, you know, so many other people have ADHD. And for a long time, it, it, it made me very impulsive and very active and stuff like that. And I said, like, how can I, how can I use this to benefit me? And public speaking is one of them, like, you, you know, doing podcasts and videos and posting and fitness is another thing. So I'm utilizing that energy, you know? So, you know, a you lot of times to. we see disabilities in our lives and we say like, it's disabling ourselves from doing things, but we have the ability to allow it to be a disability or not, right? We have the ability to make the perceived disability an ability, right? So it's all your perception. Just that's the main thing to really remember in life. Um, but again, everything can be learned what we're talking about, right? Zach and I, whoever's li listen, listening to this, Zach and I started from the bottom, right? You heard Zach's story. And you, Absolutely. You, you heard part of my story. Um, it doesn't start from day one. You start at the bottom. You, I started, for example, with my fitness journey. I started 135 pounds. You know, doctors telling me I have to gain weight. I started that I would never read books. And, you know, Zach told, told us his whole story about how he started, you know, relatively the same. And look at us now, right? We're, how old are you, Zach? 22. Yeah, I'm 22 as well. So we're both 22. We have our whole life ahead of us. And, you know, we're just getting started. But whoever's listening to this, regardless if you're 22, if you're 15, if you're 50, if you're 60, whatever, you can make the change. But what, what's the most important thing is you start. And that's right. the biggest you thing. Right, you have and to. And that's when I, when I see, you know, your fitness journey and your driving journey and anything you do, it's not a failure even if you don't win the race or if you don't do the 100 miles it's not failure because you already were successful because you started something so that being said i really appreciate you coming on this podcast do you want to add anything before we end yeah quickly um the first step is always the hardest and you have to make the first step and you have the ability to turn negatives into positives um and i mean you know you heard it i, I i'm going to continue doing it you're going to continue doing it and if you're listening to this and like you heard Daniel say, you just have to start. So exactly. That's all and I the, have. And the, the biggest thing is I think the failure in life is not trying. A failure is not a failure. The failure is in not trying and just putting yourself out there, right? If you don't want to run, like, for example, like if you don't want to like running, go for a walk. If you can't do, right. as, as Zach did, said in the story, if you can't do 10 push-ups on day one, do one. Couldn't do two. Exactly. Just yeah. just start from the bottom and you, you'll get to the top. Um, and yeah, guys, I hope you really took a lot from what Zach was saying. We'll have another podcast, hopefully with him um, in the in the in the near future. I think you you were you said some great stuff, Zach, and you're real, uh, really a true inspiration. Uh, and I can't wait to see how far you go and just stay in touch. And thank you so much again for coming on the podcast. And if you're listening to this, please subscribe. Um, and if you are interested in being um, like a, like a guest on the podcast or even a host, um, you can you can message me. Zach will link this in his in his profile, and I will link this as well, and we can connect. But Zach, thank you so much, and I look forward to working with you further in the future. Thank you, Daniel. I, I really appreciate it again being on and the opportunity to let all of you hear my story. And um, you know, I'm happy happy to come on again soon. 
Thanks so much, Zach. We'll talk soon. All right, Daniel. Thank you. Bye, guys.